You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about approaching tough topics in supervision like sex. This week, we read Sex Positive Counseling, published in Counseling Today 2022. Heather, in summary, the article that we read, one of the first points they made was how important it is to educate yourself. Yeah, there is an amazing lack of education about sex Mm -hmm. for, I mean, pick any age <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter but yeah. there's a lack of yeah. education it makes that saying that hearing you say that makes me think about recently i think i don't know what platform it was on but someone it was a repost of right. something so a post of a post of a post but the gist of it was women were posting really dumb things mm-hmm. boyfriends had said about oh, yeah. sex oh, or yeah. reproduction <laughs> making a point uh, about pro-life or right. uh, pro-choice decisions. But I was amazed at some of the ridiculous things that people really, truly believed. Like, you can't get pregnant if you're sick. <laughs> oh, well, that's special. Well, <laughs> that's probably good. Not. I mean, double check that one before I right. try it out. So, yeah, just a huge yeah. lack of information out there. I had a guy friend of mine that was very smart, very intelligent guy. He had come home from the military. We were hanging out and talking about some things that like had happened in our town, like while he was gone. And we started talking about something and somehow like girls and cycles and something came up. And he goes, well, I mean, like you can get through a day of cramps. And I looked at him and I went, what? And he goes, I mean, like a day, right? You feel bad for a day. And I was like, seven. Very loudly. I was like, you don't feel good for a long time. You don't feel good before. Then you start your period and then you bleed. And he was like, you bleed for that long i said well people do and he just like couldn't i mean i was like this is a smart educated guy that like had a very great career in front of him he had no he just didn't have sisters and it wasn't anything his mom ever talked to him about so there you go that's a good point i mean so exposure right but that we're talking about that with us right ourselves right we need to have exposure around these tough topics or we might be missing some information Right. right I can think of actually, as you're talking, I just thought of this about maybe, I'm going to say maybe it was six years ago, more than five years ago, because I was at a different office location in a session with a young teen. I think she was 13 or 14. We were talking about something and she said she was pansexual. And I went, huh? What is Mm -hmm. that? I had no experience with that. I had no idea what that was. I'm like reminding myself, like, look that up as soon as she leaves the room. Like, (laughs) what is she talking about? And so I was like, oh, tell me more about that. And she just kept talking and telling me different things in her explanation of it. And she right. wasn't that far off. But I was like, okay, but also you're 13. Like, sounds like you at 13 maybe haven't had any experiences that would lead you down one path or the other. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to like. Yeah, I definitely I relate to that, that there was a point long enough ago that clients were coming in and wanting to discuss things like that. And I felt like. I don't know enough about this. Right. How am I supposed to have these conversations if I am not educated or aware? Mm-hmm. 
Can you think of any other topics, not specifically sex that or sex related that are just tough topics that you think, yeah, I need to know, I have to have some information in order to Right. I mean, I work think with this. it kind of goes along with sex, but like pornography is a huge one. Yeah. Um, people coming in and talking about it. People coming in and having like different like personalities. Like it was very popular right. there for a while to be a, a furry. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that was different. Hadn't heard of that. That came across my lap and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to research yeah. that. <laughs> so like trends, preferences. Right. And related to sexuality mm-hmm. or sex. Related, but not related. I feel like this was social media. And I think a lot of parents come to me with those questions and they go, I don't know what all these apps are. I know what this one is and I think I know what it does, but I, but maybe I don't. So I think that sometimes not is a tough topic, but something I feel like I need to be educated about in order to effectively work with someone who's got a lot of social media interaction. Right. Like you, you and I were talking about a parent that maybe needs to know what's possible on these apps and that there are different ways of having parental control right or what the safety features are of each app and that they are constantly changing right they're forever changing i think it's also important to know that like terminology like Mm -hmm. kids talk especially in texting with like anacronyms or like different like things like if you don't know what that means like you can't you won't catch it if you're you could be checking your kid's phone all day long yeah but you won't know this happened to my mom and I, I don't know a long time ago. I think she still remembers it because she tries not to do it. But she was texting me and her response was a capital letter Y. And my response <laughs> was Well, because and I was and I would I was trying to answer and she would say respond again with a capital letter Y back and forth. And I was reading that she was asking me the question why? why? Right. And finally, I said, I don't know how to explain it a different way. Mm-hmm. It, this is just the answer. It was talking to a four or five year old right. who keeps saying why. And she said, yeah, right. I understand. That's why I said capital letter Y. Yes. <laughs> You're like, like, but you made that your own thing. That's not a yeah, thing. I was like, well, <laughs> um, the letter Y means why question mark and she went oh and then she said why (laughs) well (laughs) there you go but yeah i think i mean that's like knowing a different language another thing is like drug culture and drug like stuff Mm -hmm. like it's important Mm -hmm. to know what especially just locally like what's popular in your town your area because your clients are going to bring it up Mm -hmm. okay the next point in our article basically i mean this is a summary of the article Know yourself, know how you feel about things, know when you feel vulnerable about different topics. How do you see this applying to supervision? I like to prepare my supervisees that like, especially if you're doing marriage therapy, you are going to hear it all. People are going to tell you more details than you ever wanted to know because they think you need all the details Mm. about whatever, Mm. but sex, whatever, like be prepared. Like it's going to come out because once they're talking about a situation or feeling vulnerable or not feeling vulnerable with their spouse or significant other so does that mean know yourself and you have to be prepared that anything could happen so does that mean if you know that means know how you feel about all of those topics i think no yes know how you feel about them but then also know that that's completely separate from the counseling room maybe we can think of some examples if we're talking about sex with clients and are we're saying you need to know yourself 
Does that mean you need to know not related to them or connected to them or what you're doing, but you need to know where your values lie or where you stand right. or how you feel about something? Right. And that might not be the same. Right. I mean, that's we hadn't really planned on talking about that. I think that's a Pandora's <laughs> box a little bit. In the United States, there are a couple of states that have laws that say that counselors are protected right. from working with clients that have different beliefs or values than they do. And whether you think that is ethical or appropriate or not is one thing. Like a but whole different podcast. Right. That's, what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a whole, whole nother Pandora's box there. But I think that also is an example of know yourself. If right. You're, and the way I translate that when I'm talking to supervisees, because usually when I introduce that idea that there are states that allow, mm -hmm. not they legally protect counselors from having to provide services to people that they don't right. align with. Um, usually my supervisees go, oh, terrible, horrible. <laughs> they just instantly right. think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And I say back to them, well, imagine if you did get a client who has beliefs that are very strongly in opposition to yours, and it happens to be pivotal to their counseling. Right. It's the crux of all, right. yeah. Right. I mean, since we're talking about sex, maybe we're talking about a client that comes to you and wants to talk about their process through abortion. Right. And you're very staunchly pro-life. Or someone who wants to come and talk to you about transitioning mm -hmm. and you have a strong opinion about transitioning. Right. That maybe it's not ethical for you to see right. those clients because right. you know about yourself that you would have a hard time separating your strong opinion from what they're right. working through in counseling. Right. I think it would be appropriate. I don't know if I think that there needs to be laws of protecting or about that, but that it would make sense. That, that's how I think about right. know yourself means can you be objective in this situation? Right. If you haven't even thought through the question and you don't know where you stand, I think it would be hard for you to determine right. if you could be objective right. or not. I think that would be a pitfall real mm -hmm. quick. Mm -hmm. What about the other part of this article was know where you feel vulnerable. I think this comes up all the time in working with clients with eating disorders. If you're a counselor and you have had a history of eating disorders, and you get a client that has an eating disorder and maybe you really relate to like it, their it's similar, very right. right or you just know in that moment or that or right now you're feeling really vulnerable mm -hmm. then it might be really challenging to help them right work through their what they're working on right i can i think it can happen in lots of topics i can mm -hmm. see that happening if you yourself were going through a divorce and someone came yeah. in and wanted to process theirs. I can see that happening with grief. I can almost, I mean, pick a topic. Right. If you don't know yourself and where you're at with things, then it's really going to cause problems or it could mm -hmm. cause problems. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps sex is a good example, but all the ones that you just gave, the more vulnerable, the more controversial, the more personal. Yeah the topic, the more challenging it is to be objective. And so that makes this point right, even right. more important. Right. Know yourself, know where you feel vulnerable. I think it applies to not just us as counselors but and us as supervisors, but maybe even teachers and students. Mm -hmm. That if a teacher is giving advice and they haven't really spent time to think about how they feel about it, where they feel vulnerable, right. they might give advice that's really right. one-sided. Mm-hmm. I think that can happen easily. I think 
actually anytime that you're interacting with a group of people. Mm-hmm. And if you're not queuing into what a specific person in that group needs, mm-hmm. then it can go aside very quickly if you don't know your own personal stance. You haven't yeah. thought about it. I think recently, I mean, this is like a game of telephone almost. I had a supervisee not that long ago not focused on play therapy or eating disorders. She wanted to see adults. Mm-hmm. And what she was talking about with her about her client conceptualizing her client, she was using a lot of diet culture language. Uh-huh. And I was wanting her to identify some goals and the goals that my supervisee was identifying were things like she needs to lose weight. She eats junk all the time. Mm. She's not taking <laughs> care of herself. You're like, oh. And I, I had to, I really quickly, I had to go, ah, take yourself out of right. this and right. be objective and help her to be more objective. Mm-hmm. So I had to really quickly think through, how do I point this out to her without showing that I have all these little bells and whistles going right. off in my head that the things that she's saying have an impact? Mm-hmm. Even if she's not saying it exactly that way to her client, client. and that we can't take ourselves out of that, but right. we need to be aware mm-hmm. of how what we're doing and saying and thinking affects our client. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Last point, ha- and what we were talking about, have really good boundaries. So if you're talking about tough topics in supervision or in counseling, Educate yourself, know how you feel, know where you feel vulnerable, and then apply all of that good stuff and have really, really good boundaries. Right. Clear cut boundaries. And it is like you are human. So it's 100 percent OK for you to say in a session, whether it's supervision or with a client, I'm going to need to know more about that or mm-hmm. I'm going to need more education on that. Like know what, mm-hmm. you know, you need I to think say. I think that's a boundary. Yeah. By saying, by acknowledging I'm limited right now, I don't feel like I know enough. Right. Or acknowledging, I do that. I'll say with my, sometimes, depending on the topic, and also thinking sometimes it's, I'm pretty transparent, so a client or a supervisee notices anyway. But maybe we're beginning to discuss a topic that's kind of personal or that I have a strong opinion about. Right. And I might say, I know that how I feel about this topic is really specific to my opinion. So owning it, really acknowledging. Right. If we are talking about that you're telling your 13-year-old she's fat and she needs to lose weight, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a strong opinion. Right. So I'm just going to say that first Mm -hmm. and then try to manage my strong opinion. Right. So that it doesn't completely affect affect what we're talking about. Right. How do you do that with supervisees? It's come up in different, like we're talking about all the different topics this affects. I mean, one of them that I, my husband and I joke about this, but several years back, I was working election night for a presidential election. And I don't know why I worked that night. So I'm not sure any therapy happened. I saw three clients, (laughs) but all three clients were on their phones, like distracted, distracted, Mm -hmm. not paying attention, talking about how if this person was elected and impacted them this way, and if this person was elected, impacted, like I literally came home and I was so like stirred up, like about, like I didn't even, wasn't even really focused on my like personal thoughts about it. It was like, wow, the world's crazy kind of feeling that I was like, I'm not doing that ever again. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not working on an election night because people are distracted. Yeah. I had to kind of evaluate and go, okay, well, was it the clients I was seeing or was it, you know, was it good distraction, bad distraction for them? And I was like, these are hot topics. 
And like I, with one client in particular, they reached back out to me after they hadn't seen me in quite a few years and wanted to make sure I was in the same political party they were. Huh, interesting. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting question. And I don't think you get to know my political party. Yeah. So if you're good with that, I'll see you. And if you're not good with that, it's a whole different thing. Because huh. my political party should not affect your counseling. Yeah. yeah. I think I have felt that way. And we didn't even talk about this. I've felt this way since we've seen each other last. The school oh. shooting in yeah. Texas uh -huh. that happened. And immediately I was seeing kids in my office right. later that day and mm -hmm. the next day. And part of me thought, I'm too, I'm kind of distracted. Maybe I should just cancel these right. sessions. I don't feel like I'm really focused. And the kid, like you're saying, the right. kids were coming in and they were distracted mm -hmm. or we weren't talking about the things we usually talk about because right. they just, some of them weren't even talking about it, but you could, I could tell that they were rattled. And I, so I did consider maybe cancel these appointments. Right. And I don't know yet. I still, I may be deciding still what, what I chose to do was keep the appointments thinking that this was still a safe place or mm -hmm. whatever it was that they right. needed, if they to, needed talk to process about that it. Day. They could, right. But I think it is a boundary that can change. Right. And it's an important boundary to think about. But I don't know. I think maybe my decision would have been different if it felt like a tragedy that only affected me. Right. Right. That would feel different. Then I would think that's about me and not them. And I'll cancel the appointment because I can't separate, totally separate right. that from what's happening. Had it maybe it, the other way around, it's something that I don't feel affected by, but I know it's something they definitely feel connected by. Mm -hmm. Then it feels like more obvious. Well, yeah. let's have the session because it, right. this it's focused on right. you. And I think so also I think, like distance, like if it had happened, maybe really close to our area, oh, sure. you know, that might have felt different. Oh, too. gosh. Yeah. Like if so, they'd even been like within driving distance, we're, right. we're in Texas, but we're a little bit quite a distance away. Texas is a big state. Yep. But yeah, if we'd been within driving distance and I felt like there were people that were very, very directly affected, that would have, I right. think, also changed my mm -hmm. decision. So this is a moving target. This, All you know, time. know the know your boundaries means that it's somewhat affected by the information you have, somewhat affected by knowing yourself and when you feel vulnerable. But even then, there's many other factors when you're trying to decide where the boundary is. So thanks today for listening to us talk about how to handle tough topics like sex or other personal topics in supervision and counseling. Thanks for listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.